This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast live here at Virgin Hotels. We're here with Superboy. Thank you for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been absolutely. here before. I did a producer's work- workshop with an uh, odd couple and uh, Professor, Professor Fox. Fox, and it went very well. And yeah. Appreciate you having me out here again. Dude, it's always love. good to talk to you. Always and if you're watching the stream, like, we, are, we had to restart this, but, uh, but when people are listening to the recording, they won't even know. Uh, so what we were starting to say just a second ago is that it looks like you're having a really good year. How did you prep for this 2017 for all the uh, action and energy that's happening for you right now? I feel like when, when you're involved in the industry for so long, especially a decade, uh, everything becomes kind of like clockwork. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that changes is just the reward system. Sure. Uh, so I guess, like, bring us into that. Like, Well, shit, it goes from nothing to... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a hike. Yeah. It's like, it's not an... Every once in a while, there's an artist that just comes along and kind of, like, nails it overnight. But that's very rare. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rare to have that overnight, like, viral success. That's, that's definitely not my story. And it normally like, doesn't even last very long either. Yeah, not at all. Like, the it's artists that come in. Yeah. So... If you've been doing this a decade, like what have you kind of learned along the way to help you, a remain like build that longevity, and b just kind of like continue to evolve and move forward? Uh, I think when you go seven years without any type of momentum or uh, light, you know, or any mm-hmm. type of uh, reward, uh, you're it basically prepares you just to like weather the storm, and like that's really all it comes down to. Like, if you have the music, if you have good art, your art will eventually be recognized. But like, the scale's up to you. You know, it, it depends on like how tenacious you are with your pursuit. Well, and I think that a lot of newer artists they don't really recognize that like that's it's hard. It's a it's a generational thing, you know. Like, like I'm a millennial, but I'm an older millennial. Like, sure. millennials are kind of used to that instant gratification, just like. Right, like I if it doesn't button, happen my today, yeah. Right, yeah. I press the button, bro. Where's my happiness? Right, why aren't <laughs> I famous yet? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't happen like that. Not at all. No. Yeah. So right now in 2017, like we said, you are having a really good year. It looks like you're just putting out a lot of music. Yeah, uh, I've always had like a really high output, but now that I'm getting like the attention that like I think the music deserves, uh, I, I feel a lot more confident with putting out like putting out more. Uh, edgy work, you know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, uh, I, I think the work's a little bit more like aggressive right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dropped I dropped two slow tracks on 420. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a rendition of Rick James's Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And uh, I also did a song with Twista. It's called Happy Days. It's pretty cool. We got to just dropped the video for it. Migos are in it. Yeah, I saw that both of those got a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. It went really well. And like now I'm at the point where like I drop a song and it does like between like 10 to like 13k in a day. And like that's excellent. Like you know, that's like, huge. Yeah, last year it was like five k, and the year before that it was like a k. So like I can't like I can't complain. Like, that is a build. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're gonna talk about those individual songs in a minute, but I'm just curious about like the the catalog you have. Like when you're putting out this much material, where it seems like there's like a new song every couple weeks or maybe even every week. It's like, do you have those ready to go? Do you have like an arsenal of like let's say like thirty songs at home waiting, or are you just constantly have, recording like, new ones? No joke. Like. Like 200 songs Just ready to go I can just like meh, 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 meh. But uh, really Like it just comes down to like I'll, I'll just like hear something I'm like man Like this is hot Like why haven't I dropped this yet And like that's what I'll end up dropping You know And uh, really I'll, I think I only have like 30 songs On my SoundCloud right now I, I cut it down from like The 200 songs that are up mm-hmm. there Just to make it more cohesive But uh, Yeah I just leave up the ones That like are getting like 
the attention I think that like I'm supposed to be generating. You know, like if a song's lacking, if I chose like a weird day, like a Saturday, a slow Saturday to drop a song, right. it impacts the numbers and impacts the repost and it's kinda it becomes it's all that SEO stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got I gotta be like my own like uh marketing brain. So like my marketing brain is just like mm, weakness, <laughs> shred it, prune it. Right. <laughs> no, it's like it's I I post a lot of stuff at like ten AM Monday morning when everybody's exactly. like in front of their laptop. And no one's looking at it, no one like cares. It's not getting the right interaction. And you know if you don't have that right tailwind behind a drop or behind uh, any type of push, it's right. going to be a failed push, you know? Yeah, but, but it's that's cert- the beauty of this day and age, you know? Like, I, I have control of SoundCloud, I have control of my Twitter, I can, like, choose, like, how I want to step forward, you know? So how fast are you recording? Because it seems like you're really prolific. Are you just knocking these out pretty quickly? Well, I record myself. I do everything myself. So that's, like, that's what I thought. Yeah, like, I just, I, I roll up, I sit down, and I just, like, you know, like, with a, I dropped a song a month and a half ago, I Hate Being Alive. It's got, like, 300,000 plays. Like, I don't know why, but people just hate being alive right now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made that song. I was, in the, I was in the studio. I didn't have, like, no blunt to, like, roll. And I was just like, damn, like, I really want to smoke. Like, I got a headache. Like, I just feel terrible. So I grabbed a can. I poked some holes in the can. I was like, I'm about to hit this. And I was like, damn, like, I'm such a scumbag. I'm not going to hit this can <laughs> weed. Like, I'm not going to smoke this weed out of can. And I was like, I hate being alive. And then I just got so inspired. I was like, oh, hit record right in the booth and, like, got the whole shits out. I mean, that's wild, though. Like, and especially, <laughs> I think if you're not relying on anybody else, it's not like, oh, man, my producer's in New York this yeah, week. Yeah, you don't like, need, you like, just... there's no schedule. It's just simply, like, I felt a spark and then, like, ran into the booth. Like, I have a, also have a song called Little Doggy. I'm a mm-hmm. little doggy yeah. towards the future. I love that song. And, like, it's no, fun. everyone's, like, really confused by it. But, like, I was just, like, thinking about my nephew. And I was like, damn, like, my nephew, such a little doggy. Like, I hope he, like, digs all his dreams. And, like, I just got, <laughs> like, inspired. I was playing, uh, like, Madden or something with Twisted. And I threw the controller down. I ran upstairs. I was like, ah, I'm a little doggy. Shut up. Let me, <laughs> let me record this. <laughs> I was listening to your SoundCloud, and all the songs have like again like this kind of like punk edge. They're a little bit more like confrontational. Yeah. And then it, and then I got to like I'm a little doggy, and I'm like right on. This is fun. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a new age like <laughs> artist. You know, like I feel like a lot of artists had to come up in a box. You weren't accepted unless you were in a box. Sure. How are you wrapped? How are you presented? What's what? Why am I buying this product? What is this? You know what I mean? Right. Whereas in this day and age, because of SoundCloud, because of Twitter, because of social media, and like just the movement that is individuality, individuality is now celebrated because of that. I'm right. able to just like put out actual music, music that I make. You know, like I don't have to just like make sad boy things. I don't have to just make like happy boy things. You know what I mean? Like a put lot out of artists, what you want. Yeah, a lot of artists like they try and embody one thing, and like that's why they're stagnant. That's why like it doesn't work for them. Yeah. No, I, I think. It's weird because I think that doesn't get talked about enough right now for artists. It's like how to build longevity, which is like you don't want to just be that one Yeah, you can't wear thing. a mask. You know, right. if, you, if you put on this mask that is like, okay, I make gangster music, I'm a thug. Okay, I make, you know, uh, softer, revolutionary music, I'm woke. You know, you can't wear a mask. If you wear a mask, then it's easy for that mask to be taken off. And then you out in the open, what do you do next? Like with me, like with my music, it's... I, I don't even want to say genuine, but it just is what it is. You know, like if you, if anyone who interacts with me understands, okay, like I'm not out of my body, like no matter what, like it is what it is. Like I'm never out of my body. I never have to act. I never have to be weird to like get a point across. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, other people, like you can watch them interact differently with each person in the room. And that's, that's really prevalent with artists. You know, an artist has to know how to work his environment, but some people work it too blatantly, you know? And that's what that mask makes you do. No, for sure. Uh, I'm interested in you working with Twista. How did that come together? Because Twista, obviously, legendary artist. Yeah, I mean, legend, man. I'm from the west side of Chicago, so like that's a real sure. like, legend to me. Like, Tongue Twista. Been yeah. listening to him since I was like eight years old. Like, ridiculous. But uh, yeah, his assistant or DJ actually uh, heard my music, showed him the music, and he hit my line and was just like, hey, man, like you're the future. Come fuck with me. And I'm like, what? 
that's wild. This is really twist. I'm gonna hang up. Like, right. <laughs> like, who is this? Yeah. And it turned out to be twisted and came to the studio and like, uh, just we've been kicking it ever since. Like, just. Have you done more than just the one song? Oh yeah, we got we got like a, a dozen songs. Damn. Are you thinking that it might be like a like a straight record, like in you know, like a six song EP, like a twelve song? Oh, or is it just going to be like, Lucy's? Or? Yeah, we just, we just be working, you know? Like, it's more of, like, a friendship. Like, I call him uncle because, like, he, he really is, like, the damn near, like, a little bit younger than my dad, like, from the same area, you know, from the same, like, we all the same interests. So, like, us getting along was instantaneous. It was just, like, yeah. it was just, like chilling with one of my uncles. It's, like, no difference, you know? Like, and it I just, just happens like, to be Twister. Yeah, I just got to keep myself in check. I can't, because you I realize he's an OG, so, like, I can't just be, like, you know, fuck shit, you know, you know tweaking. No, man, he's, I mean, he's a legend. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's, like... He, and it's cool, you know, I feel like a lot of young cats get around him and they just, like, they get their songs and then just, like, start acting crazy, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, with us, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's a mutual respect thing. Like, we just, we really vibe. Like, he's just a real individual, keeps himself, don't be on those snake stuff. Like, in this industry, it's hard to find OGs especially <clears throat> who aren't going to try and snake you, you know what I mean? Sure. Everyone's always trying to, that's why I haven't signed any deals or, like, anything like that because every deal comes with just, like, okay, I want... Your life, too. So here's well, all this money. Give me your life. <laughs> sure, man. And again, like you're thinking about that long term. And so what have been the advantages and maybe some of the challenges that come from not signing a deal and doing everything yourself? Because obviously there's that freedom, but I know that that probably creates a lot more work for you, too. Oh, completely. Uh, the advantages is can't nobody tell me anything. You know, like I, I'm my own boss and that's something I have to be. I used to work like a block away from here at the Hard Rock Hotel. The last okay. place I ever worked. And uh, I was miserable. I hated everything. I hated working in the food industry. I hated the disrespect involved. I hated managers stepping on my neck, breathing down my back, micromanagement. All I hate that being things. alive. Yeah, I hate, yeah. It made me. It made me hate being alive. And uh, you know, like at first when I left the work realm and started doing my own thing and, and making my own money off music alone about four years ago, three years ago. Uh, at first, you know, it was crumbs. I wasn't really getting anything. I was getting like two hundred a show, five hundred a show. You know, just like right. whatever. Just getting somebody, by. Just getting by. Hundred dollars feature. And right. Like you know, I'm not gonna talk numbers now because I don't want to like discourage nobody. But <laughs> the numbers are nice now, and like that comes from just like being your own boss and like you know setting your own schedule. And it's, it's being your own boss isn't like okay, I'm gonna wake up at twelve because I want to wake up at noon. I'm gonna stay out all night and I'll take this day off because I want being your own boss is literally like. You know, I don't need someone breathing down my neck to make me work a 14-hour day. I wouldn't work 14 hours anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what, man? It's so funny you say that because it's like, like I, I do a few different projects, but I largely work for myself. Yeah. And if I have a block in my, like, my Google calendar that's like four days where I don't have to be anywhere, I'll literally put a thing in there. It's like, don't sign up for anything. Yeah. Like, don't, don't agree to go do whatever because these are your four days where you're working on X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And it's not glamorous at all, but it's like... You got to commit to that, like, all right, I'm in charge of getting this done. There's nobody yeah, you else. Yeah, get that shit done. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, I took, a, I took acid. I, this was, like, when I was way young. Uh, I was probably, like, 22 or something like that. And uh, I had a conversation with myself. I was playing Halo, the trial version, and the colors got all trippy, and I was just, like, really into it, and I got hungry. I was like, man, like, do you want a sandwich, bro? And I answered myself, yeah, bro, I want a sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, bro, but I don't feel like making one. And I was like, you know what, bro? I'll make you a sandwich. And I got up and made me a sandwich. I'm sitting there making myself a sandwich. I'm just thinking, like, I really fuck with you. Like, thank you for making me the sandwich. Like, I didn't want to do this at all. And I was just like, I always got you. Like, I'll always be here for you. And I'm sitting there talking to myself. And my mom came in the kitchen. And my mom was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, mom, I'm on acid. I just realized I'm my best friend. Like, I got You're like, you. mom, I'm having a two-faced moment. Yeah, seriously. And ever since 
yeah. that day, like, it, like it's I've always had that feeling where it's just like, get up, bro, I got you. Like, and I just like that's how I get my shit done. Like, I just be like hold myself down. <laughs> but it's a, again, it's amazing because then you don't have to rely on anybody and you're able to move forward. Like, yeah, that. like even with the production, like I produce most of my music, I record all of my music, I mix all of my music. You know, like it's just like I don't have to, I don't have, to, I'm not gonna make excuses for myself. I'm not gonna be like, oh, bro, I stayed out too late. Sorry, I couldn't mix your song. Like, your right. drop can't happen. Oh, bro, I did this. I can't. You know, like you got to be accountable. Yeah, I just do it myself. <laughs> now. One of the things that's interesting is, like you mentioned earlier, you you have taken songs off your SoundCloud, and I know that that's gotten a little bit of backlash at times oh, yeah, from all your the fans. Time. <laughs> um, are, do you think those songs will ever resurface, or you think they're gone for good? Or um, a lot of songs I have to take down just because, like you know, just like personal things, like I'm not working with this producer or okay. that artist, you know, just on some like you know, sure, yeah, just logistics, yeah, bury that. And then other songs, it's just I, I've outgrown them, you know, like or some of them might get me in trouble. Like maybe like I might be in some sort of legal situation. It's like, OK, this song's going to fuck that up. So like, you know, <laughs> I just <laughs> be in control of my music, like very, like I'm very. And I what's up there closely. represents you in the moment. Exactly. Like I just want to be represented properly. And like, although all that music is me, you know, um, just because you cry don't mean you want to cry outside, you know, and like that week maybe I want that song to be out there, but like I don't want people to see that forever, you feel me, or hear that forever. So people are really like, if if you are like a Superboy fan, you really got to be like active with you because those yeah, you songs be are it. not. Yeah, you got to be on it. There's no guarantee. It's like they're it's yeah. like a Snapchat. Damn near, yeah. Like they're up and then they're gone when they're gone. My SoundCloud is the Snapchat of SoundCloud. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that is definitely gonna be the pull quote from this. Yeah, um, I got songs with like 500k, 400k that I've just like taken down, and people are just so. And I see that, like, pissed. I see, and you even retweet the people who are like, yeah, because it's like you have up. a really active <laughs> following on Twitter, and some days they're happy with you, some days they're maybe not so happy with you. But like, why do you think that your audience on Twitter and presumably in real life is so engaged with you? Like, what do you attribute that to? Um, I talk back, and I think the the subject matter of the music, where, like, mm-hmm. a lot of... I don't have a message, but, like, a lot of my music has themes that are just, like, again, like, oh, I just talked about that acid trip. Like, you are right. not alone. Like, you know, like, a lot of people are going through that. A lot of people are trying to figure out, like, are, are these niggas my homies or what? Like, do I, right. do, I, do, I, do I even like myself? Like, who am I? Like, because of those subject matters being touched by music, a lot of people feel like a very personal connection. So they feel the, the need just to be honest because I'm honest. So they're honest back. But sometimes the honesty is uncalled for, unnecessary. But like, <laughs> I just got to deal with it, you know? Well, it's the internet age where everybody yeah. everybody's going to voice their opinion and not yeah, think about people like People all the time are just like, I hate you, Freddie. I, I'm, I wish you never changed. I miss the old you. And it's like, bro, like, you don't know me, but that's okay. Like, yeah. And, and you don't want somebody who's like, and retweet. <laughs> but it is, it makes a really interesting narrative on your Twitter too where it's like... Yeah, I want everybody to see all the crazy shit like I, I even if someone's just like i hate you fuck you i retweet it and i don't attack them it's just like look at this just like guy. presenting without comment <laughs> this is hilarious like no i love it uh so in the works finally dead bring us into what's going on with that because that's been something that people have been looking forward to for a minute doesn't be dope uh finally dead's like a conclusion to basically all the projects i've dropped in like the last three four years right and it's just like just tells the story of like the last four years like it, all my music really just dwells back and forth in time throughout my life as like most artists you do you know like mm-hmm. might pull a memory from childhood might pull a memory from yesterday might pull a memory from last week but uh finally dead is it really just not necessarily me explaining myself but me putting my musical foot down like this is this is what i'm capable of mm-hmm. you can't ignore this you can't deny this like no matter what like you have to look this way period it's the definitive statement 
Yeah, it's a, it's a statement. Y'all don't want to say one of those things where it's like, I found myself. I'm doing me. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's just simply like, fuck you, I'm better. That's what finally dead <laughs> is. Like, you got to uh, be a dead man to beat me. Hey, man, I like it. I like that attitude. And I like that your, your music has some edge, which I think, like... Is that Chicago grit? You know? Yeah. Like, I think that's missing. Like, you, you turn on, like, the radio. And obviously the radio. Like, that's punching low to be like, well, the radio is not very good right now. Like, <laughs> but it feel like, I grew up in the very aggressive 90s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Same. aggressive music is kind of lacking right now. Yeah. Like, especially on the rock side. Nobody's making, like, interesting, aggressive well, you know, black rock. boys aren't allowed to, like, again, like, we got to have certain masks. And, like, right now, like... Yeah. The few black boy masks that are available to us is just like until the last few months, there's been a lot of angry boys coming out. I consider my music angry boy music. I mean, yeah. music for angry ass boys who don't know <laughs> what to do next. <laughs> and uh, you know, with, with black boys, especially in Chicago, like you either got to be like fucking like fake positive, overly giddy, or like fucking like overly aggressive. I'll kill everybody in your family. You can't have an in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, and if you're, you're right. anywhere in between, everyone's just like, oh, you're Chance the Rapper. Oh, you're just like, you know, whatever the fuck. Right. And like. It's it's unfortunate, but like I feel like that's something that I'm helping degrade or destroy. Same with like people like Donald Glover or even like Chance himself. You know, like people are are, are breaking those modes. Like Chance is a is the most popular rap artist in the world and is mm-hmm. a gospel artist. Like and it's so that's it's insane. so positive and yeah. it's so like sincere and earnest and like and that is it's amazing and it's in my mind I think that the most interesting punk records right now are being made by rappers. Yeah, like and that's you, what I mean by that angry yeah, boy scene. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of angry boys out here who are really changing like the way rap is interpreted, and I like that because like rap shouldn't be just like, all right, start like like a, like a goddamn like the way you start a Pokemon quest where it's like you choose like the red, green, or blue, and right. what are you? You know what I mean? Like that's how rap usually is, and it's like no, like I don't want none of that shit. Like <laughs> that no. doesn't represent me at all. Like this ain't this ain't this isn't me. Well, I look at like Run the Jewels, and I think that they're like a better like aggressive punk band. Like Run the Jewels is more Riot Fest than most of the bands that would get lined up for like and I'm not picking on Riot Fest I'm just yeah. saying in general like uh, like a lineup like that Run yeah. the Jewels I think is more punk than like most punk yeah, bands yeah it's a sign of the times honestly you know like you know Trump being elected and like black men having like such a small voice and yeah. being feel, feeling so repressed and so like, just like just stepped on and like forgotten that like that's where that punk shit is coming from like everybody's just screaming like you know like fuck my life out loud because like that's how we actually feel and, and the like, stakes are so much higher now yeah and it's good that we can actually express this you know like it's good that we can actually like come out and be ourselves Indivi- individuality is so important and that's something that we're not really allowed to enjoy you know what I mean like I think I talked about this before but like you know if, if we dye our hair then like instantaneously we're categorized and we're, we're right. labeled as imitating it like when a black guy does anything outside the box he's imitating any other different black guy or, or, an, or a white artist yeah yeah you know what I mean like right. just, it's always everything we do is, is considered emulation or imitation when we are the trendsetters which is ridiculous but like it's cool that like that's being uh, they're, they're, people are focusing on that now people are I think are people are finding it, it mm-hmm. a lot more and again like I like I grew up on alternative rock and like I there's so little rock I listen to anymore because it's yeah. just like and me too like it's I grew all up like on that folk 90s, shit like Pearl like, Jam like right. all that like all that like really nice grungy shit like mm-hmm. like Nirvana fucking Rage Against Machine like real good grunge and like like you said like 
it's it's all trends. Like all the rock shit is fake positive. That's why like I got out the rock yeah. community. I was a rock artist before I was a rap artist. I'm 27. You know, like I right. grew up in a different era. Like I was, I was in I was a senior in 2008. Like we wore tight pants and like had lip rings and shit because like that's just like what you we were, were MySpace. on. Yeah, yeah, we were MySpace. We were going crazy. We were going too crazy. <laughs> and like I left that because like it got so fake and like hipsterish and curly mustaches and all that shit. So I was like, fuck this. Like I'm gonna go to this hip hop shit. Like this is way cooler. And, like, hip-hop was cool for a while, but, like, now everybody's just, like, hyper-thug, like, lean zombie or just, like, fake positive, and, like, that shit's whack. So, like, now I'm about to go back. Like, Final Dead's my, fi- like, my last rap album for a long time, and I'm going back to, like, rock music. Like, I can't wait. Dude, I am here for a Superboy rock project. Man, like, 100%. Finally because Dead, the fin- all the vocals on Finally Dead are, like, damn near rock vocals. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, I've been labeling my music as alternative rock, and, like, it's been on the alt-rock charts. Like, I Hate Being Alive was, like, number four on, like, the top 50 alternative rock songs on SoundCloud, and it's not alternative rock, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what? Like, everything, it's just all the rock bands sound like, like, they're so folky now. And, like, there's That's a time I mean. and place it's for that, it, but it's just, like, it's so boring. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, so it's boring. It's hipster garbage, bro. It's hipster bullshit. Yeah. Like, I grew Handlebar up on, like... mustache. Yeah, garbage. I am not here for that. Not I grew all. up on, like, hard nine-inch nails... Real life music yeah. that reflected real life. Learn to swim is real fucking life. Oh man, learn fucking to tool swim. Anima, yes. Na, 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 na. That's real life. Oh like, my real god, real life isn't like come together, like like all that <laughs> shit. Fuck that. That's not real life. Real life is fucking like. This is terrible. Are you? Is this terrible for you too? Is anyone else uncomfortable? Like, right, <laughs> dude. You, uh, the mic was always on for you, but you referenced tools Anima. This mic is op- like lifetime. <laughs> Like, anytime you want to come on and talk about anything, man, because I grew up I so hardcore on Tool. Yeah, I didn't even like rap growing up. My dad, like, listened to rap. Like, I was always introduced to it. It was always a part of my life. My, my family are all rappers. Like, my dad my uncles, they all rap. But, like, I grew up, like, really hanging out with my mom. My mom's from England. And, like, right. I, I grew up just straight on, like, rock shit. I liked the rock music because it was more intricate. Like, the lyrics were beautiful. It was in-depth. It was revealing. It, it had emotion, whereas, like... Hip hop in the '90s was too much bravado. You know, they had the anger, but so much bravado was just ridiculous. Like Tupac, yeah. like Tupac was like an overwhelming, just like too much bravado. Like in my eyes, like they're gonna kill me in the comment section. But in my eyes, <laughs> yeah, Tupac I don't was know. He said he likes Tool and hates Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tupac. I just, I just wish he, I wish he was able to be himself. Yeah, and right. like fit that like thug mask, you know. Yeah. Well, in 1996 was a different world than yeah, you know. yeah, totally. But you know what, man? It's I love it. I cannot wait to hear a rock project. Finally, dead is on the way. Is there a timetable for that? Um, it's supposed to come out July 4th. Um, I'm not sure. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it happen. I also got this Fight Me project. I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight Me. Let's talk about that before we uh, we close down. What's, Fight Me what's is my new collective. Um, yeah. I used to be in a band called Hurt Everybody, and we yeah. were like a, a rap band, uh, but. We moved apart from each other, and I have a collective. It's not a band, but uh, I shifted my focus to a, a collective. And what that collective is, it's a, it's a bunch of producers and artists and like-minded individuals all the same age. Uh, we're all, like, in our late 20s, early 20s, 20s. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's really cool because it's not one of those things where, like, everyone has to be on every song. It's not one of those things where, like, everyone's, like, thirsty for shine or everyone's competing or nothing like that. It's just simply we're here to help each other. It's like a... It's just a a group of just young, colored men trying to get it, and we're ever-expanding. I love it, man. It's a network. It's a network for young black boys. That's awesome. Uh, Dude, you're doing killer stuff. The music is great. I love what you're doing, and... For real, the mic's on. Anytime for you. Uh, you. Finally dead. 
looking at potentially July 4th for that. Hopefully. And and really, if you're a Superboy fan, live on your SoundCloud, because it's here today, gone tomorrow. Exactly. Fuck with me. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Um, this is Killer. We'll talk more as things are happening for you, man. And really, I appreciate you coming up so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming up. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.